Welcome to Highly Questionable. Yesterday was National Tequila Day, so you can insert your own Dan joke there. This guy's the only levitard that matters. That's Stu Gatz. He's wearing all his own clothing today. Stu, what do you like on the show? Hey, Bobby, we're doing shots all day yesterday. I am looking forward to examining the exact moment when Kawhi Leonard realized he made a catastrophic mistake. Mistake. Let's do this, Bobby. What was the most memorable part of Kuwait and Paul George's introductory presser? Well, the Los Angeles Clippers finally announced the arrival of Kawhi Leonard and Paul George yesterday. And, of course, the owner of that team, Steve Ballmer, who seems to get a little bit excited sometimes, got kind of excited announcing these two. I have these notes, but I got to say I'm just fired up to be here today. (laughs) Pretty cool. Pretty damn cool. (laughs) Woo! I'm genuine. (laughs) Say hello as Clippers to Paul and Kawhi. Come on! Come on! Come on! Get up! Come on, get up! If you were psyched as I am, get up! Yeah! Yeah! Somehow, Israel, that guy, that guy you just heard from, you just saw, okay? Somehow that guy has enough money to buy 15 of the most expensive teams in the NBA and still have $5 billion left over. That guy has amassed that much money. The most memorable part for me is Kawhi Leonard. The second he realizes... I'm going to be greeted by that every morning I walk into work for the next few years? Come on, you know you can't read Kawhi Leonard's face. <laughs> Nobody can. Here's what's interesting to me still is sort of the casual nature that we're still treating this Paul George trade from Oklahoma City. The details he gave us yesterday where it was a mutual decision. Their time was up. They talked about it going into the season. Hey, let's give this one more run, and if it doesn't work, we will part ways. That sounds shocking to me. I mean, they were ce- he was celebrated for staying with Oklahoma City. It gave these small market teams hope. Hey, we can do this. And now they've sucked the the hope out of all those franchises dry because you've got Kawhi Leonard leaving Toronto and Paul George leaving Oklahoma City for LA. It's just a dangerous time for some of these small market teams. And the casualness with which Paul George left OKC is kind of chilly. Yeah, but what it really did there, Israel, is it kept Kawhi Leonard away from LeBron James, Anthony Davis, and the LA Lakers. It brought back the balance of power in the NBA. And so now you have two super teams playing in the same season. If Kawhi goes to the Lakers, we have the Golden State Warriors all over again. I'm pumped. Do you see the awkward handshake? No. Between who? Oh, oh yeah, here it comes. Like anything's natural. Oh, oh man, I didn't what was that? Go for the hard handshake. Bomber's all confused. Look at this. Look at Bomber. I'm going. No, oh, no. Bomber goes on Michael and Jordan at the end. Is like, that's going to make it less awkward? Oh my God. Let me threaten to lick you. I don't want to play for that guy. The Pete Carroll deserved the middle finger from Earl Thomas. You remember <laughs> Earl Thomas. He used to be a Seattle Seahawk. He won a Super Bowl with the Seattle Seahawks, one of the best safeties we've ever seen. You probably remember about 10 months ago when he fractured his leg during a game and on the way off the field as being carts off, gets his coach the finger on the way out. Well, now Earl Thomas is a Raven. And he discussed this incident from 10 months ago because it was so shocking then, now that he is a Raven. I, I gave Pete, you know, the middle finger. Because I feel like he wasn't being honest with me. What was going through your mind when they were carting you off the field and you were hurt? Yeah, I, I was basically talking shit to Pete. Because I knew what happened because I've been through it before. I knew I knew it was broke. Like when Pete came trying to like act like he, you know, concerned. I was like, you won, bro. Like, you know, just kept it moving. 
So at the time that you gave him the dirty bird, he said nothing? No, we haven't, we haven't spoken. Do you regret giving Pete Carroll the dirty bird? I don't, I don't regret my decision. If my teammates felt like it was towards them, mm-hmm. I regret that part. Mm-hmm. But I don't regret doing it to Pete. Israel, this is fascinating for a couple of different reasons. First off, to have the ability on a football field to be sitting there with a fractured leg and being able to size up whether or not your coach is being genuine and sincere is amazing to me. Earl Thomas is a bad man, but also Pete Carroll is a renowned players coach. He's one of the guys, everyone says, players coach. And here you have a player on a team that appeared to be very tight. You have a player saying, hey, that coach... I don't know how much you really cared about me. I was initially mocking this idea of revisiting this tackle that happened or this injury that happened 10 months ago and this finger that he gave to his coach. And But if you actually think about it and just revisit it here, it does mean a lot when you think about your first instinct. You won a Super Bowl with this team. Again, a player's type of coach. Defense is what won it. You were one of the stars of that defense. Your first reaction when you know your career is over with that team is to give your coach the finger. It just goes to show you the... Love you one minute, hate you the next, and how difficult it is in the NFL to have a camaraderie, have a relationship when it's such a cold-blooded business and you still need to win. He shouldn't have given him a finger. He should have given him two fingers. Oh. Here's one. Here's the other one. Here the two of them come back. That's the way you do it. Double middle fingers. That's right. Double or nothing. And we talk about it for 20 months. That is so old school what you just did. Does Taylor Luan polygraph test make you believe him? Taylor Luan is an offensive lineman for the Tennessee Titans. He's one of the highest paid offensive linemen in the league. He is facing a potential suspension, a four-game ban for a banned substance, something that he says he didn't do. He's appealing the suspension, but here was his apology that he put on social media before he actually appealed the suspension. I want everybody to know that I've never taken the supplement knowingly and I've never cheated the game and I never will. I have notes... Those things don't really matter. What really is important to me is that people know that I'm not a cheater. I went and did a polygraph test about Austrian and knowingly taking it, and I passed that test. I've never taken anything that would cheat the game. I'm so sorry to the Tennessee Titans. It's just hard. I'm sorry to the Titans and the fans that I won't be there for four games. Um, I've never uh, cheated myself, and I never wanted you guys to feel cheated. And I'm sorry. He really sold it at the end. It took him a minute to get there. I'm not certain I ever actually saw real tears. So I guess what he could win is an Academy Award. I mean, uh, here's the other thing with the polygraph test. That is something he purchased on his own. It wasn't independent. So what he is saying is that test is more reliable than the NFL testing. Izzy unknowingly has been the go-to excuse for guys who get busted for taking things they shouldn't be putting in their body. Here's the deal. If I am making millions of dollars a year... I am checking out every single ingredient of what it is I am putting in my body. I am tired of that excuse. That's why his apology is irrelevant. That's why the lie detector test was irrelevant, even though it's irrelevant because it's not admissible in court. You can cheat those things. But it doesn't matter because as long as the A sample comes back positive for a PED and the B sample also comes back positive for the PED, that is all the science we need to know that you ingested something illegal. Now, the apology, the the crying and everything else, that's for your own conscience. I get it. And you could argue that, say, hey, he wants to clear his name or you could
could argue, hey, he protests too much here, and maybe he did take this thing, and he's just doing the routine that Stu got said. But the whole point is, it doesn't really matter. And in the NFL, these suspensions come and go, and we don't even notice that. If he didn't put out the suspension, by week five or six, we wouldn't have even remembered that he was suspended. Well, I also tested positive for cheese. Love of cheese. So, so much cheese. But yours was knowingly. You knowingly put it in. Didn't even need to take a test. How should Josh Norman feel about his head coach joke? Well, we have to set up his coach, Jay Gruden's joke, by telling you and showing you again what Josh Norman did over this offseason, including going to Pamplona to do this. Wow. Jumping over a bull. That is insanity. Amazing. Absolute insanity. But his coach has jokes. Josh Norman jumped over a bull. Your thoughts on that? Yeah. Well, I knew the bull wouldn't hit him. He's... (laughs) He avoids contact. Oh. No. <laughs> just kidding, Josh. Just kidding. No, no. Josh is a Josh is a man of the world, man. He's he's experienced more things in his life uh, that most at, at, at his young age that most people have in their whole life. You need to play. We need to play that again, and you see the moment where the O's come down, and Jay Gruden realized, oh no, I might have insulted the wrong person. Show his face again, because he goes immediately into apologetic face and tells Josh Norman everything that's good about him. Yeah, well, I knew the bull wouldn't hit him. He's he avoids contact. Oh. No, he <laughs> loves himself there. Right? Just kidding, Josh. Oh, no. Just kidding. No. Oh no. no. Josh is a Josh is a man of the world, man. He's he's experienced more things in his life uh, that most at, at, at his young age that most people have in their whole life. You're right. It went from laughter to oh, Who's the very boss quickly, in that and then all of a sudden he's apologizing to Josh Norman. I think he has to apologize to Josh Norman. Josh Norman is a great dude, great personality, but I think Josh Norman thinks he's a lot better at what he does for a living than Jay Gruden is at what he does for a living. And if I'm Josh Norman, if he wants a little advice from me, the joke you make back to Jay Gruden is, yeah, I avoid contact, but my coach, he avoids the playoffs. Easy one. Well, Jay Gruden, he doesn't like contact either. Right. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. boy. Yeah. Oh, hey! No one likes those, though. No one likes those. Those things are annoying. Oh, little, little purple man, purple oh, 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 No one likes that. Nobody likes that. Nobody likes that. Nobody likes that, Bobby. Nobody. <laughs> Coming up next on my Soul Stevie show. What's going to happen? Oh, whoa! Oh, what is that? Is that a cat? Not a human after all. <laughs> what? <laughs> the most annoying of the <laughs> pets. playing. <laughs> Reflection. Oh! 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 Wow! That is some soccer action oh. right there. Slow mo. Come on! I love this setup. Oh! oh. Time to play the game that misses Dan today. <laughs> I'm only kidding. I don't miss him at all. Do you question? It's your son. You give us topics and events, we question them. Tired of that, dude. <laughs> do you question if the game should have stopped for this pitch invader? Well, normally they do stop for pitch invaders, but we'll take you to the League's Cup and see what happened with this one. What's going to happen? Oh, oh, what is that? Is that a cat? Not a human after all. What? <laughs> the most annoying of the pets. Playing. <laughs> 
that's not faster. even chasing a ball, just randomly running around the field. But faster than all the players on the field. I would be so scared of this cat. Cats are creepy, right? I mean, I can't stand them. <laughs> are we supposed to answer the question? Yes, they should have stopped the game for that. How they decide where they need to be at any given time, it's completely random. This cat decided, hey, I just want to go play some international soccer and interrupt something that people love. They're the worst. Well, at least the cat didn't do this. What's that? Oh, boy. Oh. Oh, oh man. man! Oh man! I mean, uh, what? sometimes you just gotta what? take care of what you gotta what? take care of. I appreciate that dog. That dog had a purpose. He went out on the grass. He took care of his business. What was the cat doing? Somebody explain it. Do you question what the surf more praised, the bicycle kick or the save? Oh, you remember Lindsay Horan from the World Cup. She had a heck of a tournament. This is her in the NWSL trying for a bicycle kick. Let's see what happens. Wins it back. Deflection. Oh! 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 Wow! That is some soccer action right there. Slow mo. Come on! I love this setup. Oh! Oh! The skill there. This league's been getting a lot of good attention, and with good reason. It's really good soccer here. Just look at this play. Yep, and she's one of the best. She's considered to be one of the best players in the world. Izzy, this is the rare time where, even though she didn't get the result she wanted, I think the bicycle kick is more impressive than the actual the actual save. She's got a hand on it. That was no big deal. Doing that was a big deal. It was. Oh, it's very difficult to do bicycle kicks. Mm. Just ask Dirk. Oh, oh, no, Washington, Washington. Oh, well, oh, 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 do you question if this move was necessary? Well, we'll take you out to a summer hockey league all-star event and find out if this sizzle was too much. Wow! Absolutely necessary! That was super necessary, as some would say. Whoa! Listen, why score the traditional way when you can score that way, man? In fact, that actually got us two goals. I feel like that goalie was, like, frozen. I mean, no pun intended there, but that goalie was absolutely frozen, had no idea what was coming. Now, Izzy, you know my move here. If he tries that and misses it, then I crush him. No, of course. (laughs) We did it. We did it. We we cover hook in July. First time ever. Congratulations. Hey, oh, hey, hey. Hey. Oh, hey. Hey. What just happened? Hockey, <laughs> Dwight. That's it. We're going to like Hockey. High five. Did he forget his bit? High five Did he just forget his own bit? Coming up next on my son's TV show. Easy. It's just uh, stop. Or, if you're more skilled, you try to do it on a bike. And uh, just be aware People are everywhere. The fox is eating my food. Six people remain. Whoa. I just had a run in with a wolverine. Oh, it bit me. Highly questionable is broadcast from the Clevelander Hotel on beautiful South Beach, Miami. Time to play the game that just started doing his preliminary research for the fantasy draft. See? Oh, no. you got to talk to Stu Gatz. He's got a couple of ringers. You tell us what to watch on TV tonight. We'll tell you if we're intrigued. Tonight on Nesson, Yankees and Red Sox. I mean, sure, why not? The Yankees are a lot of fun. they got a lot of bombers. Edwin Encarnacion is one of those. Last night, he hit his 30th home run. That's eight straight seasons with 30 home runs. 
this is what he got afterward. He does a little thing when he hits home runs, right? He runs with his arm in the air. Just like that, as if he's got a parrot on his arm. And so what do his teammates do when he gets back to the dugout? A stuffed parrot. There you go. Number 30. 240-plus home runs over the last eight years. Here's a stuffed animal. Stu, how about you? You intrigued? Uh, yeah, I'm intrigued. That's what you get for all your work. A stuffed parrot. It's like being at a carnival. Yes, I am intrigued. Uh, Red Sox-Yankees. There are precious few uh, baseball games that had any meaning during the regular season. So I will absolutely watch this. I thought Edwin and Conorcion retired four times already yeah. in the last decade. Nope, still hitting them. Yeah. Poppy, how about you? You intrigued? Oh, see, see, I'm very Chick, oh, parrots, barbecue parrots, they're delicious. What? Uh, what? My what? Is coming to... <laughs> it's summertime. I mean, listen, next time you go to the supermarket, just throw some parrots on the grill. Some traumatized kids watching this show. <laughs> Tomorrow at 8 a.m. Eastern Time on NBC Sports Network, stage 19 of the Tour de France. Mm, I told you guys yesterday that I only watched stage 22, so we're not there yet, not stage 19. But I am intrigued on how all these cyclists go to the restroom during this race. Uh, easy. You just uh, stop. Or, if you're more skilled, you try to do it on a bike. And uh, just be aware, people are everywhere into the front. Try to find a spot where... You don't disturb anyone. Um, it was one of the first things that really surprised me in pro cycling was seeing guys pee off the bike uh, while racing, and I used to be terrified of it. I'd see. I remember when my, one of my first races, I saw a pro going 70 kilometers an hour, peeing off the bike, and I just couldn't imagine doing that, especially crashing uh, at that speed uh, with with my privates out. It wouldn't wouldn't go well. So hold on a second. So not What's only do you on? just get to watch cyclists cross in front of you, the entire time that happens, it smells like a porta potty and people are flashing you. Why do people want to watch this race? Stu got to you intrigued. That's exactly why I want to watch the race. I didn't want to watch it until I was armed with all of that information. I listen, I have no interest in cycling, but how guys go to the bathroom while cycling in France, I am interested in that. I was hoping for more of a surprise answer. <laughs> how about you, Bobby? Are you intrigued? Oh, see, see, I'm very intrigued. You know, I tell you one thing. You know what I do when I go cycling? You I know, mean, where diapers. You know, where two diapers at the time. I can go for hours, you know, with a diaper. So I go my diapers, you know, for 12, 14 hours, and there they are, buddy. You haven't made, you know. You don't worry about the smell or the wetness or anything like that. Just go at it, you know. Whether on a bicycle or not. It makes it seem soft, too, you know what uh, I mean? Ah, yes, cushions, like cushion, yes. <laughs> right. Tonight on History, Alone, the Arctic. Uh, I'm not a fan of horror movies, and being alone in the Arctic <laughs> sounds hella scary, so no. But what do we have here? The fox is eating my food. Six people remain. Whoa. I just had a run-in with a wolverine. Oh, it bit me like that. Is there rabies here? That body's wasting away. Oh. Alone, the Arctic. Wow, that's terrifying. Somebody needs to help those people. <laughs> Stugatti, you intrigued? I'm terrified. I mean, seriously. Uh, yeah, I'm intrigued. I had no idea this show existed. And, and now, yes, I am intrigued. I will watch every episode of Alone Arctic for the remainder of time. No, you won't. Bobby, uh, right. are you intrigued? Oh, see, see, I'm very intrigued. But listen, listen, let me ask these people a question. Look where you are and look what is behind me. 
What would you rather be? Take a peek. There or here? You're a heck of a reality <laughs> show right. over here, right. and you won't be bleeding because you got bit by a wolf. Come yep. on down. Uh, alone in Miami. A little bit better. That's all the time we have for today. Thank you for watching. Good news. I hear Dan's coming back tomorrow. Unfortunately for Poppy, bad news. I'll be with him. Mm. You'll be back? Tomorrow. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh, I can't believe this. I'm sorry. I don't care. I'm busy. Yeah, I'm coming home. back. And I might come back Monday. How about that?